Coleman. Happy St. Patrick's Day, man. Happy St. Patrick's Day, buddy. Where's your green at? I got a shirt on. Do you? I do. I have a green shirt on. Oh. Yeah, so you can't pinch me as much as you want to. You're not counting like your boxers. You're not wearing like green boxers. No, I'm not. I don't know what color boxers I am wearing, but but they're not green. Okay. Remember that? Remember that? Like people used to do that when we were like in high school. It's like, oh, I'm wearing green underwear. I'm wearing green underwear. Like, shut up. No, you aren't. No, you aren't, idiot. Nobody, nobody in their right fucking mind had green underwear when maybe, they were. Maybe the girls. Maybe that, I mean that's one thing, but like guys, no. Some like, of them were willing to show it too. They were, yeah. Some of them. More than you would, more than people would think. We had at least two. I went to a different school than you. Right. Well, your school's color were green. Right. Mine wasn't. Red, white, and blue. I don't know. Things were interesting at Century High School. I'm not going to lie to you. You said things were interesting? Yeah. Oh, okay. What ways? Like, people were putting out when Cadoba opened just for some Cadoba. Really? Yeah. Hoes were twerking just for a burrito. Mm, yeah. Wow. Y'all ratchet out there, huh? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm just checking in to make sure. We're a national blue ribbon. We're we were a national blue ribbon school. We had to let loose. Come on, man. I was just checking in. I don't know. I don't keep up with Century. Nah, Century, Century was a cool place. I can hold you. Oh, teams could punch in the balls. I hope so. Let's see this again. Let's see. No, it's just a tough foul. He did roll his ankle though. He had a little sore. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So in addition to it being St. Patrick's Day, this is also day two of the NCAA March Madness tournament. Um, we currently are watching NC State versus Creighton. It's the end. It's the end of the game. Creighton's up by five. NC State's at the line. Um, how's your brackets looking? Uh. Not as good as years past, I'll be honest. I also, I've watched little to no college basketball yeah, this I th- season. Yeah, I think I've, uh, up until the last two days, I think I watched one game, and it was when Maryland beat Purdue. This game. This is the most I've watched of college basketball this I season. watched I watched two games yesterday in their entirety. 30 of 59. That's crazy. How many yeah. the team on his back? Yeah, he's he's hooping. Is that the, their point guard number zero? Yeah, it's number zero and the tall guy for Creighton right now. They're they're battling. Yeah, they're they're balling. Um, Creighton is getting the best of them right now, sixty two to fifty nine with two twenty nine left in the game. Oh, that's a good steal. Stay in. There it is. Oh, they called him out. I don't think Homie knew what he was doing. I don't think the ref knew what he was calling. I think he just figured he had to call something. Yeah, probably. Um. I did get the Arizona game wrong to Princeton. I did get that one wrong. I think the majority of the country did. I got that one wrong. Um, I got Virginia losing wrong as well. I had them winning. Uh, they lost. They really screwed me over there. Um, I did uh, I did not expect Penn State to win, but Penn State did win. Um, did yeah, not- Penn State. Damn. That was a good bucket. Penn State. Penn State's one of those teams that you really have to watch out for because they're playing their best ball right now. But they're not a basketball school. Well, neither is Alabama. Well, they've been better as of recently, right? But, but Penn State's playing. Their, Damn, Penn State's playing their best ball right now. Um, I can't think of his name. I gotta see if I can find it. But they arguably had the best player in the tournament, like the best single player. I understand that Brandon Miller's been the best player in the country so far this past season. Uh, him and the really, really, the really, really tall guy who kind of looks like I'm like Frankenstein from Purdue. Oh, <laughs> uh, Zach Eady. Yes. I couldn't. I couldn't think of his name, but he looks like Frankenstein. Yeah, I know. I know who Zach Eady is. Um, um 
But yeah, I got I got uh, I got Penn State wrong. I also got uh, Michigan State wrong as well. Big Ten teams typically do not do well in March Madness. Um, that's at least what I've have observed in years past of watching March Madness. Right. Um, so I decided to stay away from Penn State, stay away from Michigan State, um, and it bit me in the ass. They both won yesterday, so good on them. Jalen Pickett from Penn State. On the season so far, he's averaging 18 points on 51% shooting, 7 boards, and 7 assists. That's a damn good season. Yeah. So Jalen Pickett, he's arguably the best player in the tournament. Um, Penn State's really going to lean on him in order to get the job done. But Penn State beat Texas A&M last night by 20. I have, I actually have Penn State going all the way to the Elite Eight. Really? I do. Dang, good for you. Yeah. Uh, I am about to get the Iowa State game wrong. They're about to lose to number 11 Pitt. Currently, they're down... 56 to 34 with yep. 243 left in the second half. So that game's that game's over. They're down by 22 with two minutes to go. Uh, that game's freaking over. Uh, thank you, Iowa State, for fucking me over there. Well, you didn't have them going too, too far. No, but apparently Iowa is only good for potatoes and Brock Purdy. I'll give you that one. Name something else from Iowa. You can't. Well, that's Iowa State, too. Yeah. Just, his last name's Kalkbenner. I don't think that's how it's pronounced, but it's an interesting last name. Interesting. Creighton's always had like a history of like really, really good white basketball players. Him and Doug McDermott. <laughs> it's deep history. Deep history. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Creighton. I mean, Creighton wasn't like relevant until Doug McDermott was on his was doing his thing. That's facts. But um you know, all these upsets that are happening, you know, this is the this is really the beauty of the tournament this is why it happens. A lot of these, a lot of these mid-major schools or or really really small schools are getting the opportunity to play these big dogs, and they're, I mean, and they're they're holding their own. Earlier today, Kennesaw State was up by thirteen against against Xavier. Can you tell me where Kennesaw State is from? No, no, Ge- I have no idea. Georgia? Are they actually? Probably. What makes you say Georgia? Uh because I want to say that Justin Fields is from Kennesaw. Kennesaw, Georgia. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Love how you piece that together. Yeah. Context clues, dude. But they, they were they were up by 13 at one point earlier earlier in the game, and Xavier came back and won. Furman won on a buzzer beater yesterday. A crazy buzzer beater. That was a that was a really really interesting turn of events. Of course, Princeton. You know the whole the whole Princeton game that was that was so different than what uh, you know we've seen in years past. Normally, when like. Yeah, this game's done. Yeah, Creighton won. Fuck. Normally, normally when you see really, really big upsets, like number 15, 15 beating up. It's not over yet? Uh, not... No. Wait, did you step out of bounds? What are they calling here? Probably stepped out of bounds, if I had to guess. He's confused. Did he call timeout? Did he coach call timeout? timeout? He had to call a timeout. No, dude. Wow, that's brutal. Yeah, that's it. The game's over. Confidence is broken. Um... But you know, looking looking back on Princeton and even Oral Roberts last year, and going all the way back to UMBC a few a few years back, normally normally when you know large upsets happen, you know a fourteen beating a three, a fifteen beating a two, a sixteen beating a one, it's normally from really really great offense, like shooting the lights out of the ball. Yeah, Princeton kind of broke that mold yesterday. They played really stifling defense against Arizona. I mean they went. I mean they held Arizona scoreless over the last five minutes. So, but this is March, best time of year for basketball, in my opinion. Um, nothing is better than the March Madness tournament. 
Yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree. Um, I mean, you know, even 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 you and I, you and I both said that we haven't watched a whole lot of basketball basketball at all this entire this entire year, even like college NBA. And uh, here we are watching basketball, doing the podcast on St. Patty's Day. Well, they did call him out of bounds. Interesting. That's even more tragic. Yeah, that's very interesting. You got to get the ball across the line. Oh, there it is. That's yeah. a foul. Um, yeah, NC State lost this one. Is what it is. Yeah, my bracket's not doing too hot. How about you? How, how's your bracket? Uh, I mean, it's it it could be better. It could be worse. Um, see if I can actually I can actually tell you real quick. I've only lost one team from the Sweet Sixteen, so I guess I'm not doing too hateful. I think this is gonna be my third. I think for my top bracket, I have three brackets. Damn, I only got one. One of them I just did an autofill just to see what it was like on ESPN. Uh, let's see. Interesting. Yeah, Virginia. Yeah, so the entire South, besides Alabama, is now eliminated for me in my in Sweet Sixteen. Damn. But that's the only that's the only spot where I'm struggling. I I, I have I have thirteen other teams alive still. Oh, well, I guess Iowa State. Yeah, they're going to lose. So I'm going to be down two. Iowa State and uh and Virginia. Or not Virginia, Arizona. Sorry. Mm. Iowa State and Arizona screwed me over. Yeah, I have uh, I have Purdue winning one. That was the one that I just auto generated. Okay, it really it really concerned me the Xavier thing because I because they actually had Xavier going all the way to the championship to play Purdue. Dang. So I'm like, okay, well that's kind of cool. Like 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 normally if it's like something like really really like doesn't make any sense. Like in the history of the '68, 64, now '68 feet uh, tournament field. All four number one seeds have only made it to the final four once. Yeah. That was an 08. Um, so anytime I see like something like that happening, I never really buy into it. That's fair. Like 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 anytime anytime you do like a like a random generated type of deal, I never really buy into it too much just because the odds of it happening, you would think, you know, the four best teams in the country, shouldn't they be the last four teams playing? You would think, but it never it never works out that way. So seeing a one playing a three in the NCAA tour- in the in the tournament final, I'm like, okay, I can rock with that. I have Tennessee winning another one. I think I have Tennessee beating beating a three seed. So a four beating a three to win the tournament. There you go. And then I have Houston winning another one. I think Houston's the best team in the country. Yeah, and um, my final four top is to bottom, but Bama versus Marquette and then Houston versus Kansas. Um, I'll tell you what it is. Then I actually have Kansas beating Marquette in the championship. I got Marquette upsetting Alabama. In the one where I have Tennessee winning, I have I have Tennessee beating Bama because they've done it once this year already, and then I have Gonzaga beating Houston and Tennessee beating Gonzaga in the championship. Okay. Morgan Wallen would be happy. He would be. He'd be very happy. Yeah. Um, he'd pro- he'd probably make a song about about Tennessee hoops after that. He probably would. He'd have to. It probably wouldn't be very good. It has to be like if like if he he make a, like a rap song, that'd be pretty cool. Oh god, <laughs> him and Lil Durk again. Yeah, that song that song's not even that good. Leave them Broadway girls alone. Yeah, it's like it's like really overrated in my opinion. You guys like my singing? Let me know. I thought it was good. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. I know it's terrible. Well. That's it's right. not what I'm known for. 
No, but it's all right. I am. Damn! Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! All right, check the timestamp. Go to about 35 seconds left in the Creighton-NC State game and watch the screen that unfolds just a few seconds after. NC State has a damn NFL defensive end playing center for them. He's 6'9", 275, and he caught dude with the cleanest (laughs) screen I've ever seen. He flattened him like a dump truck. Oh, my God. That dude's built like a storm shelter. Oh, my Lord. Are you kidding me? God bless. That is one sturdy bastard. Our reaction was identical. I know. It was, like, I, like identical and at the same time. Yeah. That was crazy. Like, that, that, was, that was a genuine reaction. Oh, yeah. Right. I can't wait to hear that Let's... on the playback. Um, not trying to be on my phone the entire time. Yeah, but well, get I'm, off of it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull up a new game, you muff. <laughs> That was rude. <laughs> All right, let's keep it pushing with the NFL here. Um, free agency. I mean, I mean, this is what everybody comes to see anyway. This is what everybody comes for. The ba- free agency. The banter and the NFL. Facts. Uh, can you pull up the list of free agents that uh, that have happened over uh, over the last couple of days? Um, there have been some pretty big signings. Yes, that, again, I have to do on my phone. Okay, I think the biggest one over the past few days has been Orlando Brown uh, leaving the Kansas City Chiefs to go play for the team that called his former home stadium Burrowhead. We we uh, we reported Tuesday that it was looking like he was going to sign with the Bears. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Ended up signing with the with the uh, with the Bengals instead. Um, kind of just go over a few signings that have happened over the last two days. Uh, today alone, Mike Gusecki to the Patriots. Uh, Marcus Mariota, the Eagles, Devin Bush, and Julian Love are both going to Seattle. Drew Tranquil signed with the Chiefs. Um, let's see, anything crazy? Nothing really. James Robinson to the Patriots. Yeah, that was yesterday. Um, Deontay Foreman. Uh, the Giants signed Paris Campbell. Yeah. Colts got Gardner Minshew. Uh-huh. Uh, the Lions got Graham Glasnow. Dolphins signed Braxton Berrios. Um, the Ravens re-signed Geno Stone, which is a good thing. It is. That's a good signing. He's he's a he's a great uh, depth piece. I think he'll start at safety this year. He probably will. In all honesty, yeah. Not, and, and that's not like anything against um, uh, Kyle Hamilton. I just think I, like Kyle Hamilton is, is so good in that hybrid role where you just let him roam around the field. Like like Kyle Hamilton is filling the role we wish. We used Chuck Clark for Gen- genuinely, J- just because he's he's so intelligent. And he's and Kyle Hamilton's athleticism is off the charts. Um, you know, a safety at six four that can run a four four forty. That was the big knock that I had on Chuck Clark personally. Is he had the he had the knowledge, he had the smarts. Um, it was all up here, but he just didn't have the athleticism. Yeah, to to to, to, to match up and be a, a high level guy. Yeah, I mean he's more athletic than I'll ever be, but. From an NFL standpoint, he didn't have the athleticism. Right. To go back to the 15th, which was Wednesday, this is where really a lot of the big signings have happened as of late. Orlando Brown signed with the Bengals on a four-year, $64 million deal. The Buccaneers signed Baker Mayfield to a one-year, $8.5 million prove-it deal. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Um, oh, Jesus. The Patriots signed uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster. <laughs> I had to hesitate. I had to hesitate. 
Holman, uh, Holman knows that I call him a different name every single time that I refer to him. No, we we never call him by his real name. I like that hurt my brain. I could act, hear it to actually call him by his his full name. So my buddy Brandon is a Pats fan. Brandon, if you're listening, I know I know sometimes you do listen. Um, I put it in the chat with Reno and Brandon. I said, uh, "You guys signed uh, Poo Poo Smith Scoopsters." <laughs> And Reno just Reno just sent like the fire emoji, like the fire reaction on Twitter to it. Um, dude, my thing. Okay, I just want to pause on on that one real quick. My thing is, how are you gonna give Juju Smith Schuster damn near the exact same contract you had that to, the you Raiders? Had, you had to pause before you said his name. I did. And once again, I never call him by his real name. Yeah, the same exact contract that the Raiders gave Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Except you gave Juju one extra million dollar more guaranteed. But you're telling me that you would rather have Juju Smith-Schuster over Jacoby Myers? Stop saying his full name. Juju. Just leave it to Juju. Let's... You'd rather have Juju over Jacoby. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, it's tough. You know, me personally, I would rather have Jacoby Myers. Um, I think he is... Jacoby Myers is a solid number two receiver. And see, this is the, this is the thing. Like I'm like I'm I'm very very convinced that Juju is a low end to maybe a three. Well, I, honestly, I think to, like total package, I think Juju is more talented than Jacoby Myers. Like 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 all like all around, I I, I think he is more talented than Jacoby Myers is. But the problem is, is that he's such a locker room distraction. I just feel like I mean I don't know what his work ethic looks like, but I feel like he's got so many other things that he's like he's like indulged in. Whereas like Jacoby Myers literally fits the stereotypical like we've talked about it for decades Patriots way. He I was a nobody. I worked my ass off. And now here now I I'm am. a somebody. Right. I want paid like it. You shit me the fuck off. Right. Right. And you know Juju is you know he he carries himself as a very entitled receiver. Like your typical diva receiver, yeah. I mean, I mean, he like he's always on he's always on TikTok. He got that from AB. I think he, I think he had it. Well, Juju was Juju was the youngest player in his draft when he came out. He was only draft he was only twenty when he got drafted. So I mean, I still think there's a major immaturity issue there. I'll be honest, I didn't hate Juju when he first came into the league. Like when Vontez Burfitt cracked AB and knocked him out. Um, and Juju had AB's back and cracked Vontez perfect and stood over him like, what's up, bitch? I was like, okay, you know what? I kind of like that guy because at least I know he's like a team player. He's a teammate. He's got your back. Right, but that like as soon as as soon as soon he was – damn, that could have been bad. It could have been bad. As soon as he was receiver one there, that was when it all went downhill. Yeah, it definitely spiraled. Like, Juju, Juju is better than Jacoby Myers, but he's not a wide receiver one by any means. I think he's a low end too. I think I think I think he's a low end too, um, and again with 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 the distractions, you know, I mean, like I'm not a Bengals fan whatsoever. But the fact that like the fact that you thought it was okay to film a TikTok dance, Ooh. that was a tough bucket. That was a tough bucket. The fact that you thought it was okay to film a TikTok on the Bengals logo at midfield, like you deserve what you get for that. He did that. He filmed a. Uh, no, it wasn't him. But he, yeah, he did it. I was thinking about Jackson Mahomes in the Sean Taylor Memorial. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that, yeah, that that's that's not different idiot. Yeah, that is not something that someone that I'm willing to talk about on this podcast anymore. <laughs> but uh, TJ and I were talking about it, and it was we were talking about it. We we're like, dude, 
I don't know if you guys noticed, but somebody had a conversation in that locker room that says, we're not doing the bullshit this year. Because you didn't hear anything from Jackson Mahomes. You didn't hear anything from Brittany Mahomes. And you didn't hear anything from Juju. Like, like there was no distractions. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, there were no distractions whatsoever. Not until after the season. The go figure after the season, Jackson Mahomes got in trouble. Yep. Juju started running his mouth. Almost immediately. Immediately, immediately after the season was over. He started. He started running his mouth. It was like it was killing him for those few months oh, not had, to be a nuisance. It, it had to have. Yeah. Some uh, Andy Reid uh, ownership, the GM, somebody, somebody sat everybody down in the locker room. And says, "Look, we're not doing this shit. All right. Right. Enough of the distractions." Yeah, and I mean, I, I like I don't blame him for doing that at all. It worked. I yeah. I hated the Chiefs significantly less. Yeah. Like <laughs> they, like they really they really didn't bother me as much. But now, at, like at this point now, like I have bigger problems than the Chiefs. Like I'm, like I, like I'm, I have such a disdain for the Cincinnati Bengals at this point that they're like they're my sole focus. I almost want them to lose more than I want the Ravens to win. Ooh, no, no, I, I still, I still want the Ravens to win more. Still want the Ravens to win, dude. I think that's, I think that's the problem with the whole Lamar Jackson thing. For some people is some people really, really like love Lamar Jackson. Us. Yeah. And I think some Ravens fans are like, you know what? My my fandom for the Ravens outweighs my fandom for Lamar Jackson. And there's nothing yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You and know, I think that's why they're like, you know what? I'm just I'm sick of it. Like, just just let him go. And in the, I mean I mean, you and I are in the same situation are in a very similar situation. Like very similar mindset. We're like, we're like, okay, I'm just tired of the drama. I can't enjoy free agency, dude. Right? Like, like I can't get excited about the fact that Rocky Sin is in the building today. Yeah, we re-signed our long snapper. You know how excited I should be about that? But you know, you know, the th- the thing that really bothers me about the whole situation is, you know, all of these, all of these big free agents are falling off the board. I think the best available free agent right now is C.J. Garner Johnson, and I believe he's going to re-sign with the Eagles. Uh, I kind of think he's going to the Bengals. I don't know. Maybe. The, like, the Eagles are finding ways to make things work. They are. They're going to save a lot of money by cutting Joe Mixon later in this year, but we'll get to that. Um, Yeah, so all of all of these players are falling off the board that, that, the, that the Ravens could have had an opportunity to grab. Yeah, absolutely. But... You know, the problem is we're so cap-strapped with the whole Lamar thing. You know, we want to make sure that we have enough money in order to pay him. Yeah, we have to make sure we have cap to match whatever deal if somebody were to put in an offer, which hasn't happened at this point, which we discussed on Tuesday. We said it was going to happen by now. Um, But every team that, like, has been linked to Lamar Jackson one way or another, like, it makes sense for them, whatever, they've all went out and got another quarterback in free agency. So if, yeah. you, if you read the writing on the wall with that one, it kind of tells you they're not going to put in an offer for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe putting in an offer for Lamar Jackson isn't isn't in, it's just not in the cards for them right now at this point. They have they have their priorities elsewhere, um, which for which for some teams that's okay. Um, you know, I really thought the Colts were going to make a run at him. They ended up sending Gardner Minshew. Yeah, there was a lot of sneaky moves that were going on there. Right, I mean, I mean, the Buccaneers could have been one, but they're going to try and roll with Baker Mayfield or Blaine Gat. No, Kyle Trask. Yeah, Kyle Trask is the only is the only QB on roster there. Well, not anymore, but yeah, well, he was. 
but I mean that that'll be a real interesting. That's a good bucket, dude. That's a big body. Yeah, that I mean that'll be a real interesting thing, real interesting QB competition. See how that plays out. Um, you know, I just I I just, I just don't think Lamar Jackson is in the cards for a lot of these teams, and and there's nothing wrong with that. But now it just leaves us to negotiate with him. And and you you know you and I kind of had a conversation about this earlier today. I just think it's the fact that. You know, teams don't want to give up two first round picks and two hundred million dollars guaranteed, which is ultimately what it's going to take. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I don't know who from the NFL Players Association is advising Lamar Jackson, but leave him alone. Right. I feel like they've done him more disservice than they have ad- given him good advice. Now, granted, I will say this: Lamar Jackson is an adult; mm. he can make his own decisions. So it's up to him on whether he takes their advice or not. I can give you all the advice in the world. It's up to you on whether you take it or not. Yeah. Deep shot. There it is. Oh, this could be it. This could be good. It wasn't, but it could have been. Um So I will say that. Uh to some degree Cash. That would have been that'd have been clutch. That would have been that would have been a really, Dude, really good. Forty four wanted to form tackle that big bastard. I saw it in his eyes. Oh my god. What? That's an offensive foul, dude. He bodied him. That should be. That should be an offensive foul. He's in that position. Dude, he, did you see the... He, but shoulder he, checked him like they were playing on a hockey rink. But he didn't have possession. That's still an offensive foul. Not according to that ref. Yeah. That ref's stupid. Um. Anyway, Lamar Jackson. Whoever from the NFL Players Association is talking to him, leave him alone. Yeah. You've costed this man a shit ton of money and a lot of fans. Not us. Right. But there are some fans. Like, look, I still, I still got love for Lamar Jackson. If he does lead the Ravens, I'll still, still root for him as long as it's not against the Ravens. Um, I will root for Lamar Jackson if he goes anywhere except for Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, which I don't think he's going to either one of those places. No. Um, those, that would be the only way I would not root for Lamar Jackson. Cleveland, also. Yeah, or Cleveland. Fair enough, but he's not going in division. No. Um, just leave him alone, man. Y'all have cost this man a lot. Like, you've costed him $48 million a year on a pretty lucrative contract or $44 million a year on a fully guaranteed contract. But, you know, I see the reason I see the reason why the wh- whoever it is from the NFLPA is telling him, get, the, get, get that money. Get the money. Get yeah, the because money. they get more money. Right. They get more money, and, and ultimately it helps everybody else. With their negotiation, because then they get more money from exa- that. Exactly, yeah, and, and 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 that's that's all it is. It's it's just nothing but greed. Um, you know th- that I mean, it's what makes makes the world go round. They're trying to hear a ball. Yeah, they they have fourteen minutes left. You don't have to. No, that was a clean look. That was a clean look. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's greed. It's greed from the Players Association. It's a little bit of greed from Lamar Jackson involving this contract. Like, if you ch- like, he always says, like, I want to be a Raven, blah, blah, blah. I want to be a Raven for life. I want to win a Super Bowl for the Ravens. Like, you guys are going to get a Super Bowl out of me, believe that. All that sort of stuff. And that's fine to say it, but the actions have to back it up. Yeah. And the fact that the Ravens have given you very fair and lucrative offers you haven't accepted them. But uh, but also, of course... It speaks on the other side of that. But I understand exactly what you're going to say. I mean, I will say this. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson have not aired any... have not aired 
a lot about what's going on with the contract negotiation. For all we know, I mean, I mean, Lamar, Lamar very well could not be moving off of his stance of highest paid and um and fully guaranteed. I don't, I don't doubt that that that's not happening. I'm sure, I'm sure he's not willing to budge a whole lot on that. But then again, you know, the Ravens could also be lowballing the hell out of him. Could be. Which I'm not gonna lie, that like that's that's. You know, we talk we talk about the Patriot way, but the Ravens have a way also of, okay, well, we're so good at finding talent. If you don't want to sign here for the number that we're willing to give you, we'll replace you. That's that's how the Ravens have always operated. It's worked. It, it, like the like we have had nothing but success since coming to Baltimore in '96. So it's proven that it, that it does work for us. But there are times where you just like. The quarterback is one position you can't be cheap for, at all. Not in this NFL. No, not 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 in the not in the modern day NFL. You know you can't you can't be cheap by any stretch of the imagination. Not insinuating not insinuating that the Ravens are being cheap, but you know of course it takes it takes two to tango. Of course everybody wants to see Lamar Jackson succeed, especially in sports media. They're all everybody's everybody's pulling for him. They want him to get his money, so on and so forth. So everybody's try- now attempting to villainize the Ravens. But then the people that are not in the sports media, they think to themselves, especially especially Ravens fans, they're like, okay, well, why won't he? He says he wants to be here. Why won't he just sign? And now everybody's trying to villainize Lamar. The fact of the matter is, all these people who report on it, and even you and I talking about it, nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Like, like no, nobody has any clue what is going on in the negotiations. The fact of the matter is, all we can do is literally sit here and wait. As agonizing as it is from a fan base and from people who just want to know what the hell is going on, it's very, very agonizing to have to wait. But then again, we have no other choice right now at the moment. Yeah, I mean, personally, I, like this is just my opinion. I'd like to see a little bit more urgency out of Lamar Jackson to get the deal done. Um because it, I mean, it seems like uh, Eric DaCosta is flying down to Florida to get the deal done, instead of Lamar coming up to Baltimore and getting the deal done. It, it's just like ah, I don't know, and it's always like ah, we're we're moving at Lamar's pace. We're moving at Lamar's pace. Well, let's let's pick that pay, pace up a little bit. Like I understand that, but like EDC, let's apply a little pressure. But I mean, I mean, then again, you know, Lamar Lamar's always just been about football. During the season, I'm very okay with that. During the season, yeah. no distractions, play quarterback, do your thing, win games. I'm all for that. Off season comes around though. Hey, it's business time. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Your business during the season is to play quarterback and win me football games. I'm with that. Your business in the off season. Keep working, keep grinding, get this contract figured out. That's the that's your business in the off season. I want I need to see a little bit more urgency. That's just me. Especially when you don't have an agent to do it for you. And see, I like I I think that I think that's where a shortcoming of not having an agent does come in because, you know, if I'm I'm sh- I'm sure Lamar's grinding, he's working out, he's getting he's getting himself ready for the season, he's making sure he improves, he's making sure he comes back healthy, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he's doing all of that. But again, to your you know to your credit, you know, this is something that does it does have to get done, whether it's now, whether he just signs a tag. And we go through this all over again next year. God bless. 
my heart couldn't take another off season of this shit. Like it's it, it's just it's just something that has to get done. Ultimately, at this point now, Lamar's playing for Lamar will play for the Ravens next year. Yeah, well, at this point, his only option are he, he has three options. It seems like this is just me speculating. He can sign a deal with the Ravens, long term deal with the Ravens, play under the franchise tag. Or not sign the franchise tag, not play the season, and I think that royally fucks him over. Yeah, and and I mean we've we've seen what happened with uh, you know Le'Veon Bell doing it. Uh, Melvin Gordon did it to an extent. Um, I mean you, you see when guys hold out in order to try and get a new deal when they don't want to they don't play just so they can prove a point like hey like you see how much you see how much worse you are. That is not something that I think will happen because. I mean, all Lamar has is his reputation. Yeah. And and negotiations may not be going good. They may be at a stalemate. That's fine. But one thing one thing that I do know it, it just from all the I mean, five years of having Lamar Jackson, you know, as a as a part of this Baltimore community and a part of the Baltimore Ravens, one thing I do know is that he's not going to do anything to jeopardize what he has going on, his skills, what people think of him, because he already had he already had a time where people were like, "Oh well, why don't you try out as receiver instead?" Yeah. So I mean, I I, I think Lamar, I think Lamar is so concerned about his his public image to an extent that you know holding out isn't going to be an option for him. I agree. It, like it, like. It's one of the three options. That's it. Yeah, it 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 is one of the three options. Luckily, I I think Lamar is conscious enough of his own image that if he does hold out, then it does damage his image. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, like my thing. So if it really was a three year, hundred thirty three million dollar fully guaranteed deal, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm taking that. Like, you have to understand, like, this is just how I feel if I was in his shoes. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not Lamar Jackson. If I was in his shoes, and you're betting on yourself, and I understand that, but you want a little security with it. That provides both. Yeah. Right? It is, it's a short deal in comparison to what most quarterbacks are getting. It's a short deal. You hit the market again in three years when you're eligible, or any time within that, you, you're eligible for a contract extension, where the contract can become even more lucrative. Yeah. Three years, $133 million, fully guaranteed. There you go. That's $44.3 million a season, fully guaranteed for three seasons. You have the security of knowing that you are you have a team for three seasons, you have income for three seasons, and it is good money for three seasons. And, I mean, just, just based on current cap projections, in three years, so from 2023 to 2026, which is when the next, rec- next round of negotiations would happen, the salary cap will raise... $80 million. Fantastic. In that time, Joe Burrow will have an extension. Justin Herbert will have an extension. Jalen Hurts will have an extension. And Trevor Lawrence will have an extension. All right. By that time, you could also see a realm in where, like, a CJ Stroud or Bryce Young has an extension as well um, based on performance. Like, they could do an extension, not a new contract, but an extension. Yeah. Um. So you're going to have a lot of this top end talent. Um, getting these contract extensions of very lucrative contracts. Joe Burrow, um, he's probably going to set the market. Depending on what Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts do, they could also potentially set the market or get really close to it. So either way, the market is going to be 
at least five or six million dollars more come three seasons. Oh yeah. From now. So you get the security. You get to retest the market in three seasons. You get three seasons to prove yourself as well to show like, hey, like, look, I, I do still have it. Right? I'm not this injury riddled quarterback that everybody thinks I am. Um that he has struggled with over the past two seasons. I'll, I'll say it. Yeah. It's not his fault, but most injuries aren't your fault when you're playing football. Right. Um you can prove that. You can you can you can X that out. Um, you can prove that you can throw the football under this new offensive system. You can prove that you are the system, and it, the, the system doesn't make you. Yeah. Right? I mean, we saw it towards the end of the season um, when, when Lamar Jackson goes out. Um, Lamar, the system doesn't make Lamar. Right. Lamar makes the system. Um, you can just you can put all this to bed, retest the market in three years, and still get paid. And you're still young. You're still in your prime. You can still get top dollar. Yep. Um, so, I mean, t- for me, the, the three million or three year, hundred thirty three million dollar deal, um, that just makes sense to me. But once again, I'm not Lamar Jackson. I'm not in his shoes. I don't get to make those decisions. Yeah, and you know, you know, going going back to a conversation you and I had earlier today, you know, I think the the owners definitely don't want to do fully guaranteed deals. I understand why they don't. Just they're, the just the super lucrative max, like you know. Yeah, yeah, they're like like they're like they're not great for business. I definitely do understand it. Um. It doesn't give them a ton of flexibility. No, but I mean, I mean, then again, on the flip side of that, you know, if you if you look at what just happened with uh, Deshaun Watson, they were able to free up thirty million dollars just by redoing his deal. So I mean, I mean, I mean, there like there are there definitely are a lot more drawbacks than there are benefits to it. Yeah, but they also had to redo his deal one year in. Right, right. <laughs> but you know, maybe that was the intended purpose behind it. Like, okay, we're gonna like. We'll just keep giving you signing bonus after signing bonus after signing bonus instead of base salary, and we'll just make it we'll just make it cheaper we'll just make it cheaper on the team. Maybe that was the whole idea behind the contract. So I mean, that could be one benefit to having so much money tied up in one person. And I would trust Lamar Jackson to restructure his deal more often than I would Deshaun Watson. I mean, look at the character. Between between wow. b- between yeah. between both guys, I, I I trust the character of Lamar Jackson more than I trust the character of Deshaun Watson. Um, so maybe that is one benefit behind it. But but again, you know, I I do understand the reservation of not wanting to do those fully guaranteed deals. Like I I definitely do, but I also don't fault Lamar Jackson for wanting one. No, I mean, we we've had the conversation before, so we're not going to dive into it too yeah. deep. You see somebody else get it. You want it too. You have to ask for it, but you also have to understand that it might not happen because, like I said before, when the hell did we start letting the Cleveland Browns dictate how the whole NFL does business? Right. That's not good. Right. And again, you know, if if you look you look at accolades, I mean, I mean the stats. Deshaun Watson has more padded stats because he's had to play from behind, so he throws more often. But if you look at winning percentage, to- overall accolades, playoff appearances, you know, Lamar Jackson edges Deshaun Watson in every aspect. So, I mean, him asking for the fully guaranteed deal and more money than a quarterback that you are better than, it's 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 a logical ask. Like, like it's like it's not like he's Daniel Jones saying, Okay, I want more money than Deshaun Watson. You know, it's it, like 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 you're not like you're not skipping uh, you're not making a huge step forward and risk missing the goddamn stairs. I, I agree. I agree. Let's move on. We're talking circles around Lamar Jackson here. Yeah. 
There's nothing new going on with Lamar Jackson. No, we we were. Ho- I was hoping we'd have something new to report on, but unfortunately, we don't. Um, to go back to some of the some of the contract signings that happened on the fifteenth, uh, Miles Sanders is now a Panther. Juan Thornhill has signed with the Cleveland Browns. Hayden Hurst is also a Panther. Uh, the Washington Commanders signed Jacoby Brissett. Uh, let's see. Anything else of note? The Ravens seeing re- the Bengals lose so many players brings me just a lot of joy. Yeah, the Ravens or the 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 Bengals definitely have lost a lot of players. Um, so that does make me really happy. Um, starting tight end, back backup running back, uh, two starting safeties, soon to be the starter. They brought in a new offensive tackle, but their old offensive tackle, left tackle, now wants out. Now wants to trade. He wants out. Leo yep. Collins is still nursing an ACL, so who the hell is going to play right tackle for them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the Bengals are still are still in a very tough situation. Um, I still think they cut Joe Mixon in the offseason post June one. We looked at the numbers earlier. If they cut Joe Mixon post June one, I believe he holds a dead cap of 2.75 million but he frees they have a cap savings of over 10 million dollars yeah. so they they break out at about they're adding the brown 7.25 million dollars in cap space gets them it gets them to close to 25 close to 25 um they're coming up on it's, a, it's not over yeah they're coming up on a ton of extensions i mean uh t higgins Joe jamar, Burrow, Ch- jamar chase they got some time on jamar chase it's only his second season. Well, it's only Joe Burrow's third. Yeah, but he's going into his fourth. Like, yeah, they could take his fifth year option, but <clears throat> I mean, really, I mean, really, Tyler, uh, T. Higgins is really the big one because he's a second round pick. Doesn't have the luxury of having that fifth year option. You know, they it, they're they're running out of time in order to get a deal done for him. This is year three for him, heading into year four next season. They'll have to get a deal done for him or look to trade him just depending on what they want to do um but yeah the the Bengals are are going to start being in a really tough position because they, i mean they they're top heavy with DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson, Joe Mixon and Jonah Williams. They're very very top heavy as far as all that goes. Right, but Jonah Williams once traded and J- Joe Mixon makes too much sense to cut um so they can they can cut him especially especially given all the legal issues he's ran into. He's been like Joe Mixon's had has been a very, very rocky past. Heading in like he had a rocky past heading into the NFL and now he it hasn't really gotten much better. He's had two incidences involving a gun that he has not had charges filed against him. Right. Um so he but he's had two incidences where um a gun has been involved. Right. Um one with a woman, one with children. Uh, right, like like domestic violence is an issue with Joe Mixon. Yeah, he's he's had a history of that. Um, so to save seven million dollars by cutting him, um, it's widely regarded that uh, one, if not both, of um, Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs will be there for the Bengals at twenty nine, I believe, eight twenty eight. Um, one of those two running backs, if not both, of them will be there. Um, uh, you get cheaper. You get younger, um, and you get honestly probably more talented. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Joe Mixon's a very talented running back. Very talented. Running I've, back. I've I've always thought that he has been a talented running back. He's from OU, but I, I mean, th- I mean, I thought he got. I thought he kind of got the raw end of the deal by not getting invited to the combine, falling falling in the draft because of because of 
it was an it was ugly. It looked really, really ugly. If if you haven't seen the video, it's not really it's not really worth seeing of him. I I, I think it was his girlfriend at the time. Um, he, he hit a woman. Yeah, and it, it it wasn't it wasn't like a slap across the face. He he hit her hard. Um, not saying slapping a woman in the face is any better, but just just to just to clear that up. But um, people look past it. People look past it. The Bengals drafted him. Bengals gave him a chance, but now it's almost like the John Morant thing. Like people, like he, like I think he thinks he's too big for himself now. I don't know what goes through either one of their minds. Yeah, I, I, I have no clue. Like, like bo- both of them think they're fucking thugs now. Both are ho- both think they're hot shit. I mean, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon's team did not get good until somebody else got there. It's not like he's what's making the team. John Morant, okay. Like, he's the reason why the Memphis Grizzlies are relevant now at this point. Like, Joe Mixon just so happens to be playing on a team that is relevant. I agree. So, I don't get where the self-entitlement comes from. I've never understood it. I mean, I, like, like, don't, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I have times where I think I'm, like, there are times where I think I'm hot shit. I think I'm better than what I actually am. But I, but I also know in the back of my mind, like, hey, don't be a piece of shit. It's not that hard. It's, it's really not that hard. So, um, Bengals lost Samaj J.P. Ryan, uh, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, um, Hayden Hurst now. They're going to lose Jonah Williams. I think they end up cutting Joe Mixon. It makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. Um, just like I said, it makes a lot of sense for the Colts to cut Matt Ryan. Uh, this one makes more sense to wait till post-June 1, um, which I believe they will do. It well, saves they, them. they can designate him as a post-June 1 cut. Yeah. So, um Makes a lot of sense to do it. I think they do it. Um, it'll probably be it'll probably be a little bit later on. Like I, it's not going to be in the coming days. I don't think. Yeah, it might be in the day. Like it, they might draft and then do it. Yeah, that was a good move. That was a good pass. Oh wow! Can't even fuck it. Oh, he did fuck oh, man. it. I had a feeling. What did? Oh, read those lips. Knew what that said. Yeah, at his forehead. I know. He goes all the way to the back of his neck. He's got a big ass forehead. Yeah, he does because he's bald. Um, yeah. Sorry for any bald people out there. I was bald at one point. You were a bald at one point. You pulled it off, though. I'll give you that. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. I got you. I well, was bald when the po- when the podcast started. You were. Nobody saw it, though. You were. Um, so moving on, Aaron Rodgers decided he was going to go on Pat McAfee's show on Wednesday. Um, that was an interesting. Did you watch it live? No, I watched it live. Um, it was interesting. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came out and said, "Like, hey, look, this isn't a, um, this isn't a. Re- what the hell are they doing? They're on the same team. I think they tripped over each other, idiots." Um, he's like, "Look, this isn't a, this isn't like a coming out party. I'm not telling you exactly what's going on. I'm not, I'm not telling you what like what's happening. I'm just here to provide some clarity." Um, and he basically said he went into the darkness retreat, ninety percent retired, ten mm. percent he was playing football. Um, Oof, that was a tough. Bucket. In his grill, yeah, that was. Bill Murray, what the fuck are you doing there? <laughs> Is that who that was? Yeah, it was Bill Murray. Oh God, he looks like shit. Yeah, he doesn't look great. Um, he hasn't he hasn't looked great since Jesse Eisenberg shot him in Zombieland. Well, that's fair. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers also said that he had uh he didn't know that the Packers were going to be moving on from him when he went into the darkness retreat. Um he anticipated 90% retire, 10% play football. And he expected that to be for the Packers. 
when he came out, um, all the pieces of the puzzle were falling into the fact that the Packers were going to move on from him. Yeah. So then he anticipated, I'm going to play football, and it will be for the New York Jets. Yeah, and 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 since then, uh, speculation has really ramped up about him going to the Jets. It's always been it's it's been a rumor since the offseason started about him going there, uh, but now they're they're actively looking to make something happen. Uh, reports are that they're still very far apart from making it happen. It's because the Packers want a first round pick. Yeah, and I don't think the Jets are willing to give up number thirteen to get him. Right, and I don't I don't blame him for a guy that you're going to have for two, if you're lucky, three years. Um, you know, you especially given how many needs you already have to begin with. I think if you can, I think if you can manage to give up like a second, I think you'd be in better shape. That's as high as I would go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What picks do the Jets actually have? I give you a second this year and a third next year. So the Jets, the Jets have thirteen and 40, 43, 74, 112, 143, and one hundred seven. Those are just the top six picks, uh, total picks. They only have six picks. You get a second this year and a third next year. That's the best I can do. for Yeah, you. I, I mean, I, th- I think that would be, I think, I think that's very reasonable. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, to get, get, give him two picks. I think that's fair compensation. Maybe throw in a player just in order to kind of alleviate some some salary. Yeah. Who, all right. So who do you want? Uh, I mean, so, I think somebody along the lines of maybe like an Elijah Moore wouldn't be too bad. Uh, let me see. Jets, 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 Jets. Why does dude look like Cuban Gooden Jr.? He really does, honestly. Dad, yeah, that's Cuban Gooden Jr.'s son, hundred percent. Yeah, I know it's not, but it it is. Um, I mean, so, somebody, somebody like um, I think Elijah Moore would probably make the most sense. Okay. Um, you could probably do like so, someone like Denzel Mims, but I think you'd have to give up more draft compensation. At least if you do, if you do Elijah Moore that way, Elijah Moore a two and a next and a and a future third, um. I would do a conditional third. If he if Aaron Rodgers plays a certain amount of snaps, I think it can be worth a second. Or may, or maybe make it a stipulation of like, if they make it so far into the postseason, it'll become this. Kind of some kind of similar to how it worked with the whole um, with the trade for uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, I I have no issues with that, and I think I think that is fair compensation for a two year rental. Um. Of a quarterback, I mean, I I get it, but like, you can't just be like, like, look, what's stopping Aaron Rodgers from just fucking the Packers and be like, eh, okay, I'll tell the Jets not to take this trade, right? And like, the Jets don't like let's 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 call it what it is. First of all, I need people in the sports media to stop talking about trades in one of two like they talk about it in two ways. They talk about a trade happening like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, going to the Jets, as if the Jets don't have to give up something to get him. Right. Like, they're just be like, Aaron Rodgers, plug and play onto this roster. Well, that's not how trades work. Yeah. Right? And then two, you got to stop talking like the players have a say in what happens. Unless they have a no-trade clause, they don't have a say. Good putback, dude. This dude's a... Yeah, he's a tank. Unit. He's a tank, man. Uh which I don't know if Aaron Rodgers does have a no trade clause. I don't think he does. I could tell you in a second though. I think there's only maybe one player that does, and I think it's Derek Carr again. Anyway, 
I don't think Aaron Rodgers has a no trade clause. So everybody talks about him like, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm doing this. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm doing that. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to stay in Green Bay. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want the. It's not up to Aaron Rodgers. It's up to the New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers. Those two teams dictate what Aaron Rodgers does. Unless he says, ah, you know what, I retire. Verse five. Who is it? Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr. Did Russell Wilson get another one? Uh, I can, I'm going to get ready to tell you. Uh, Derek Carr is one. Dak is another one. Josh Allen. Oh, wow. What the hell is this list on here? That's a weird-looking website. Yeah, this is a weird-looking website. (laughs) It's running slow as shit, too. It is running slow as shit. Some sketchy about that one. Uh, Dak, uh, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. They're the only five that have a no trade clause in their contract. There you go. So, um, I need I need sports media to stop talking about it like that. Yeah, like, like, like and, and don't get me wrong. I, I I understand what they're saying. You know, it like it's like it's fun to push a narrative. I understand that. But then again, you know, if the Packers if the Packers get a first round pick from somebody like if the Packers get a first round pick from the Tennessee Titans, guess what? Aaron Rodgers is going to be a fucking Titan. Like, 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 just because, yeah, he's an animal. This dude. I mean, I know they're playing Iona, but like this dude, you might be looking at a real, at a, at a dark horse to go to the fucking final four. This UConn team is nice. They're big is, is a unit. Sonogo, number 21, look out for him. Yeah, he's playing good, man. I mean, a lot, a lot of people. We're we're not we're not talking about college basketball. I gotta we gotta focus up. You gotta focus up. But you know, if 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 if, if somebody's willing to give the Packers a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers, guess what? He's gonna he's gonna go there. Now I'm sure the Packers have enough respect for Aaron Rodgers that they're gonna facilitate what he wants. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm sure they'll at least do him that decency. If you want to go play for this team, we will do our best to make it happen. But if, if if it falls through, he ain't coming back, and he's gonna go to wherever the hell they decide to send him. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> lord! No way! Oh my god! This UConn team is nasty. Okay, first of all, we almost saw one of the craziest alley oops since Lob City Clippers. First of all, let's talk about that. No, that would have been the craziest lob I've seen since Iman Shumpert threw it up to J.R. Smith and he windmilled it. Yeah, that was kind of sick. Under the rim. Yeah, that was kind of sick. Um, but this this big, the center from, from UConn, Sonogo, number 21, dude just banged a three. 29 and 12, still five minutes left to play in the game. <sighs> UConn's a problem. They might be a problem. UConn is a problem. How deep did I have them going? I, I got to hold on. I got to check this now. How deep did I have UConn going? I need to know, man. I think I had him as a Sweet 16 team. Yeah, I have him losing to Kansas in the Sweet 16. They might be a problem for Kansas. Yeah. They do Kansas does have a good big though. They do, but but they, but they do what Kansas does well also. That's going to be they, a really they, good game. They get out and transition. If I'm going to watch any other game, if the, if you told me I had to pick one other game to watch, it might be that one, Kansas and UConn. Yeah, if, if that one ends up happening, I'll probably sit down and watch that game. Yeah, I might actually sit down and watch that one. Um, 
But back to the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, you know, I mean, just be, just because he wants to go play for the New York Jets, just because that's his intention, that doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. Yeah. Well, also, let me just let me just say this. I, I, I might I might stir the pot on this one. Um, I no longer trust the reporting of Diana Rossini. I mean, I don't really trust anybody from ESPN. Well, that's fair. Um, she reported that, and I believe it was her. Almost positive was Diana Rossini, who who reported that Aaron Rodgers had a list, a wish list of who he wanted to come, who he wanted the Jets to sign for him to come play. First of all, once again, he doesn't get to decide that. No, right? He can say to Woody Johnson, "Hey, look, this is who I would like to have." Yeah, if like if you can make some of these things happen, you can almost guarantee that you're my destination. And Aaron Rodgers put this to bed. He said that was that's nonsense. I did not do that. Right. Um. He said, "What I like." To play with Odell Beckham Jr., absolutely. Who wouldn't? Right. He's like, but all of this other stuff. It's been rumored that Nathaniel Hackett is the one that wants Mercedes Lewis, not Aaron Rodgers. Um, that was kind of funny. That was a funny commercial. Um, and honestly, like, if Aaron Rodgers did say, "Hey, I want Alan Lazard. Can you get me Alan Lazard?" I don't have an issue with that. No. Like, who else hasn't like tried to bring somebody over? Oh, you know course. what I mean? Like, like Tom Brady literally got Gronk out of retirement to play for Tampa. Derek Carr got Devontae Adams to come play for the Raiders. Exactly. So if you're like, hey, you know what? Just Can you give me a guy that I have a rapport with? I'm walking into this new team, new system. Right, but, um, but, but, the, but the, the fact that you he want— He a wish list. Yeah, a wish list. Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb. Number one, what are they going to benefit? Like, where's the benefit for the New York Jets at that point? No, why would you bring Randall Cobb in when you have Garrett Wilson? Corey Davis, uh, Elijah Moore. Didn't he get cut? Denzel Mims. Corey Davis? I thought he got cut. No, it's rumored that he's going to because okay. it saves them like $10 million if they do. Okay. It makes sense if they do. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, Speaking of being cut in a receiver, uh, the Bills cut Isaiah McKenzie today. And Kenny Galladay got cut also. Kenny Galladay got cut. I'm not worried about that one. No, no, no. Uh, the Ravens will sign Isaiah McKenzie. Mark my words. That's a Ravens signing. So is Kenny Galladay. I'll throw stuff at Kenny Galladay on the side. But lines. see, the thing is, like, I wouldn't have a problem. Good God. He turned it up. 28 and 13. 22 and 10 in the second half. I know. That's insane. But, um, you know, with Kenny Galladay, I wouldn't have a problem with it if the Ravens got him at, like, cheap. No more than $4 million a year. Right. Like, something real cheap. You no play, more. You played like shit. We'll give you a chance. I would have a problem with that at that point. Like, that's okay. I just wish the Ravens would have given uh, the Falcons our third round pick for Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, what does it matter? Right. You're, you're trading a 2023 third round for that you can't use. It doesn't. It doesn't play any part in anything for the 2022 season for a player that's not going to play until the 2023 season. Oh, that would have been clutch. That'd have been a really good dunk. That would have been a really good dunk. Oh, we got fixing that. Oh, boo. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, I I don't know, man. I can tell he's struggling right now, dude. Ladders are hard to carry. They are. They're just they're awkward. A, they're a pain in the ass. That they're, they're sneaky heavy and they're awkward as hell. That's the the way he was doing it over the shoulder. That's the one way. That's the one right way to do it. No, no, no. Hook it. See, I can't do that. 
You gotta I hook just, it. I, I, I just can't do it. I, I would much rather throw something over my shoulder and carry it that way. Put your head through it on both shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine somebody doing that? Yes. We're friends with him. We're friends with a lot of people who do that. Yeah, one lives in South Carolina. One win- One lives about 25 minutes away from here. Let's face it. One lives in fucking Hanover. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Let's 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 be real about something. That's something that you would do too, there, Jack. Well, yeah, I brought it up. <laughs> That's a fair point. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. I mean, I do, I do ultimately think he does end up in in uh, in New York playing for Gang Green. But I mean, th- like the narrative of, I mean, I mean, I mean, to your credit, like, oh, he's plug and play. No shit, no shit. He's plug and play. Their best quarterback, Zach Wilson. <laughs> Right, you know it's funny. Earlier, earlier in the offseason, I don't know if you remember this or not, but um, Zach Wilson came out and said that whoever the quarterback is, the whoever this, whoever the veteran quarterback is, they bring in. I'm going to make his life hell. I'm sure you will. I'm sure. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will get so annoyed with you that that he wants nothing to do with you. I'm sure. I'm sure you will make his life hell while he's in <laughs> while he's in New York because he's just not going to want to deal with you. Aaron Rodgers is purposely throwing the ball away in practice, beaming Zach Wilson with it. Oh, you bet your sweet ass he is. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers will not take will, will take a no prisoners approach with Zach Wilson. Speaking of which, that means I have a I have a video to show you after after uh, the episode. Um, but yeah, man, I so while we're talking about it, do you see if Aaron Rodgers does go to the Jets, are they a playoff team? Um. Maybe not division winner, but wild card. You can tell me just a yay or nay. Let let's let's face it. Let's look at it. There's there's always new teams to make the playoffs. So looking at the AFC last year, it was what the Chiefs won, the Bills two, the Bengals three, the Jags four, the Chargers were six or five, we were six. And the Dolphins were seven. Yeah. All right. So let's go out. Let's go out on a limb and say three of those teams are not going to make the playoffs next season. Okay. So if you had to guess, who are those three teams? Because I think Kansas, Kansas City. As long as Patrick Mahomes is in Kansas City, there they'll be in the playoffs every year. They'll at least be a wild card, yeah. bare minimum. Yeah, bare minimum. Um, I think you have to look at the three wild card teams. Okay. Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins. Okay. I think legitimately, I have no idea what's going on with the Ravens' quarterback position. Yeah, neither. Do. If if Lamar Jackson's not there, the Ravens are not a playoff team. Exactly. If if he is there, I think I think we make a run at it. If the if if Lamar Jackson is not there, the Ravens are this coming year what the Jets just were. Yeah, very defense dominant football team, yep. competitive in most games, but just can't get over the hump. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, makes sense to me. Um, so I think you got to look at the three teams in the wild card. The Chargers at five, the Ravens or the yeah, the Chargers at five, Ravens at six, Dolphins at seven. Okay. Tua with less brain trauma. Back on the field. Another I, year in the system. Yep. I th- I think they would even push Buffalo for the division crown at that point. Perfect. There you go. So I mean that I th- I think I think of all the of the wild card teams, I think Miami is the safest. Think so. Of the, of the three, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, the Chargers. I don't think they have any fucking clue what's going on there. Um, no, because they still have their head coach. Yeah, I mean, you saw it well before fucking I did. Um, 
So I would say um, definitely, definitely Miami is the safest as it sits right now. With the uncertainty, like you said, the uncertainty of Lamar, plus um, the Chargers having uh, not knowing shit about fuck. Um, I think Miami is going to be the safest out of the three. So then that opens up for the Jets, the Patriots, the Raiders. The Broncos. I say, if if anything, Denver. The Titans. The Titans. And uh, probably the Steelers. Yeah, I was going to say the Steelers as well. Yeah, I think um, the Steelers' defense is good enough, and another year in the system for Kenny Pickett. I think... um, He was starting to piece it together at the end of the season. He was. And I don't know if Kenny Pickett is going to be this superstar type of guy, but as long as you continue to surround him with good talent, as long as you continue to protect him... Be able to run the ball. I think that was a really, really big issue for them last year. They would have had a little bit more success if Najee Harris had gotten going a little bit more. Um, maybe at, like if you add a second running back that you can rely on consistently for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think that opens it up a little bit more for the team. Kenny Pickett reminds me of Kirk Cousins, middle of the road, upper middle. Can he win you a Super Bowl? Potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, he could if you give him the right pieces. But he's not he's not gonna win you a Super Bowl. You gotta put a team around him. Right. So that that's what I see out of Kenny Pickett. But um I'll also make a bold take right here. Here it is. Three seventeen twenty three, St. Patrick's Day of, of twenty twenty three at six fifty two PM. Brandon Staley will be fired during the season. Kellen Moore will take over as the interim head coach and keep the job. Interesting. You think he gets fired mid-season? I think he gets fired mid-season. He's on a short leash um, after blowing, absolutely blowing that lead in the playoffs. Um, I think they, they've, they're they getting a lot of flack from keeping him. Yeah. Um, team might not start off as hot as they want it to, given the division that they play in. Um, the Raiders are going to be better than they were last season. The Broncos are going to be better than they were last season. Um, like you said, the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs as long as Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback. Up um, oh, here comes the guys who keep the GBA on. There it is. That's a statement for real. That that that's that's why you have five guys sit at the end of the bench for no reason. Keep the GPA high. Fair. Um. Anyway. You said that. Oh, watch your toes. Um, yeah, Brandon Taylor's going to be fired this season. Kellen Moore will take over as the interim head coach. Like, I mean, like I, I, I like the train of thought, but I think like if you're if you're going to fire your coach mid season, like you just have to be, be you just have to be doing so abysmal. He's not a very good coach, man. I, like I, I, I know he's not, but I think the team is too be- is too good for him to get fired mid season. He's a defensive coach. They don't. They don't play good defense. Yeah, the defense is not very good. He's a defensive coach coaching an offensive team. And guess what? They don't do well. I always question the hire to begin with. They've they've pissed away all of Justin Herbert's rookie contract. Yeah. Now you got to extend him. Now you got to pay him 45 plus million dollars a year. They did they did him less service than the Ravens did Lamar. And let's face it, that offense is better than the Ravens. Well, yeah, he walked into a better offense. Yeah, he walked he walked into a much better situation than what Lamar walked into. Two good receivers, a really good back, a decent offensive line. Yeah, uh, 
serviceable tight ends. Right. But, I mean, when, when Lamar walked into... When, and that's why you only play the last minute of the game in a blowout. That's why the GPA is high. <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought my statement was a little bit questionable? Well, you, I, know you see, I know you saw that shot. I don't care about the punter news, Adam Schefter. Damn it. Save it for Pat McAfee show. I would turn his shit off. Well, no, I need to know what's going on with Lamar. If anything. I'll text I'll text you an update every day. Nothing. I'm expecting a text every day that just says nothing. <laughs> okay. Whether it literally just says nothing or whether it says just the word nothing. Gotcha. I'm expecting that now. You've set the standard. Okay. Um, what were we even talking about? I don't fucking know. The Chargers suck. Well, yeah. Brandon Staley will get fired. Kellen Moore, new offensive coordinator, will be the interim head coach. That hiring made no sense to bring in Brandon Staley. He's out. It's, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I think the only thing we have left is a, is a mock draft. Yeah, not a whole lot, not a whole lot going on right now. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're really ramping up for the draft. I'm re- getting really, really excited. We are t minus five weeks now to the draft. Are we gonna talk about the winners and the losers of free agency so far? Let's do that real quick before we do the mock draft. Okay. Um. So I have I have one winner in mind so far. I also have one loser. Same. Okay. Let me hear your winner first. Chicago Bears. Okay, that was a cop out, but I'll give you that one. I don't think it, dude. They're making moves. I'm, I'm legitimately, and I know you said it earlier, and I'm not coattailing because I had this thought too. Mm. I'm taking them to win the division. Yeah, yeah. Right now, there's so much uncertainty that's going on there. Um, I think the only other viable option to challenge them for it is the Lions, which is, which is so crazy, real. Which is so crazy to fucking think about that it's either going to be the Bears or the Lions to win the division this year. You know, it's so, it's so laughable to think about, but. Genuinely, um, you know the Lions. The Lions were a really, really good, really, really good team last year. I think they're only going to get better. Same thing with the Bears. They weren't a good team last year, but you know they've made a lot of moves. It's it's impossible for them to be worse. Yeah, they added a lot of a lot of help in on the defense. Um, they added DJ Moore at receiver. Yep. They did get rid of David Montgomery. Um, but that was that was widely expected. You know they they, they were going to rock with Khalil Herbert coming into the season. They also signed. They got a running back too. They did get a running back. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Dante Foreman. Yeah, it was Deontay Foreman. They brought in somebody else too. They've brought in two running backs. So well, they re- they re-signed Travis Armour. No, there's somebody else. I think. I very well could be wrong. Anyway, uh, Bears are my winner so far. If you're saying that's a cop out, um, and you want me to pick another team, no, I mean I, I was I was I was more so just busting your balls more than anything else. Um. Let's see here. If you want me to pick another team, I'll pick uh, Travis Hammer was the other guy they got. What? Okay. I thought it was the number another running back. Travis Hammer, Dante Foreman. That's that, that's it. Okay. Um. Let's see. Winner. I'm going with Carolina. They did. They did well. Yeah. Yeah, they they've managed to go ahead and get I think I think arguably the best available guy to be a head coach in Frank Wright. Um I think I mean when I mean when given talent around him, 
or talent, talented coach, especially at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. You saw what Frank Reich is capable of doing. Um, I think him getting fired was more of a mismanagement of the Colts. Yeah. Um, so now he, he's going to get the opportunity to take the guy he wants at number one. They didn't really give up a whole lot for it. The DJ, DJ Moore hurts. That really hurts. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, I mean, I like I understand it for for you know that's the one thing that Chicago wanted. They wanted the number one wide receiver. That's why they didn't have to give up so much draft capital. Um, but with that said, you know they made they made all they made all had made all the right moves so far. I think um, Carolina is my biggest winner so far. Um, that's a good pick. If I had to pick a second, though, can I tell you? Yes, the Washington Commanders. Quietly, they've been they they have quietly made a lot of really good moves so far. Took the right tackle from the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, Wiley. Yep. They got a guard from the Giants. Yep. Beefing up the offensive line. They got Kobe Brissett, a very stable veteran quarterback who honestly played pretty well for the Browns. Yeah, who 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 got hosed out of out of his out of his um. Uh, opportunity, yeah, for sure. Stable quarterback play, um, with um, Sam Howell as the backup. Yep, they did lose Taylor Heineke, but I, honestly, I know he won the hearts of a lot of Commanders fans. But that's just because of his like drive and like grind. But he's—I'll be honest—he's not—he's not a—he's not a, a top-end talent. He's no. not. He's a backup. Yeah, that—that's—that's that's Taylor Heineke. Um, Jacoby Brissett can start in the NFL. He's done it. Um, and regardless, regardless of whether they decide that Sam Howell is going to be the future of the team, or if they decide to go quarterback in the draft, great is, veteran mentor. Then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a guy. It's a guy that's been around for a while. He knows. He he know he like Jacoby Brissett knows what he's doing. So you know you know you're getting a guy that's going to be able to mentor whoever is there. You, now you have a leader in the quarterback room, um, someone that Eric Bieniemy can trust. Yeah. Uh, a guy who is very, very capable of running any system possible. Absolutely. Um, I th- Where were they going with that one? I understand the thought, but I don't know if you understood the thought. I know what you're trying to do, but do you know what you're trying to do? Fairly Dixon with the upset? Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, but he, he looks like fucking Frankenstein. He, he does. I could see the commanders also trading Antonio Gibson. Um for for some for something they could get they could get at least I'd say a fourth, maybe probably a fifth. In all honesty, maybe I think I think fourth is the highest you could you yeah. could get. But I could see Antonio Gibson uh, being traded. I think they did lose J D. McKissick. Yep, yep. He he was cut. Um, it's it's speculated that they're that um they're targeting uh Austin Eckler, which I think is wild. Whoa. Yeah. I. Th- oh. Damn. Oh. Well, first of all, he got pushed. Yeah. He didn't even give him a hand. What a guy. I know. What a jackass. Wham. He's hooping Kyrie uh, Kyrie threes. I don't think people still played in those. Kyrie does. He's the only one. Why is he the only guy on the... Like, God, he's scary. He is scary. He almost he, he almost reminds me of fucking Vakitis. He does. Can we also talk about Wolverine, the like uh the other dark haired albino on Purdue? Look at his forearms when they come back around to him. Uh, freaking Hugh Jackman out there. I'll look Good up. God. I also don't like the fact that Zach Eady is literally the only player on the court that is wearing black shoes. No, he's not. Number three is for Purdue. 
He's wearing black shoes too. But he's wearing all black shoes. Okay. Well, well that looks weird. No. Yes. I don't think they they weren't all black. They had some white on them. Very little. Very little. It's it, but it's it's a, it's a mostly black upper. Yeah. Number, th- number three. Number three. Number three shoes has have some color. That, that, yeah, that, but the that, laces. It's more than just the laces, guy. Yeah, they're still black. They're mostly black. But the little pop of color, you know, does it like frees it up a little bit. Zach Eady also probably wears a size forty three shoe. That's a very good point. <laughs> Where? Right there. <laughs> okay, Jason Williams. Yeah, that was a that was a dime. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic. Yes, the Commanders. I agree. They have had a good off season so far. Um, and honestly, I think my biggest loser so far. Um. I don't really think this one is. I don't really think this is close. I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I, th- I think the Baltimore Ravens. Is the- oh, God. Damn. get out the way, honey. <laughs> I think I think the Ravens definitely are the biggest loser of the, of, of the off season so far. The Lamar Jackson saga—that's one thing. That that in itself will be resolved in due time. But it's all the rest of the negative news that has came out about about Baltimore. The the off season grades that really hurt. That really hurt. Players speaking out against the team that hurt. Um, the fact that it doesn't seem like John Harbaugh knows what he's doing anymore, that hurts as well. Like, him saying that he didn't watch any tape about what uh, Todd Munkin's system is like. Good lord, what is happening now? <laughs> NBA Street 2 out here. There's, like, so much confusion. Look at him. Look at him. He's hairy. <laughs> Fucking Hugh Jackman over there. He is a hairy bitch. <laughs> Look at his armpits. Good. God. Like, you can see his leg hair from the... <laughs> like, dude, you gotta, like, hoop in some sweatpants or something, my guy. <laughs> Do you look at that? I think could start... His legs could start a forest fire. <laughs> oh, easily. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen a hairy human being before. Again, he lives about 20 minutes from my house. Huge Jackman's on the floor playing college basketball. But, dude, this guy is, like, next level. Teen Wolf on the floor. Oh my lord! I tried to tell you, dude. Let's also talk about number four wearing short, <laughs> short shorts. Number four for Purdue. Check him out. This is a weird game. Like I'm just hoping Mans is wearing spandex, <laughs> spandex underneath. That. He, I hope he is, because if he's like, like, if he's not, dude, kids are not welcome in the stadium. He's almost wearing fucking boxers. Kids are not welcome in the stadium if he's no. not wearing spandex. No, if he's not careful, his fucking nuts are gonna drop out the bottom of his shorts. This is an 18 plus. <laughs> you have to be 18 years or older to watch this game. What the hell are you wearing? You look like you're going to a goddamn bar. This is why, dude. The, dude this the, is why the Big Ten does not win in the tournament, th- dude. Look at Purdue. This is so confusing. <laughs> like, dude. like he, like he genuinely looks like he just got done at church. Yep, and he's going to Home Depot. Number three is the new coming of Jason Williams. Zach Eady wears a size forty three all black shoe Air Monarchs. Um. Number 25 is Teen Wolf, and the head coach is wearing a quarter zip. Zach Eady's also tatted up. What a guy. Um, yeah, the Ravens have had the worst offseason out of any teams. Um, I mean, I mean, their their big signing was Geno Stone. That was just a re-sign. Was- and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not knocking it. I'm a, very, I'm a very, very big fan of Geno Stone. Yeah. Um, 
But we've re-signed Justice Hill, our third-string running back, and is a good special teamer. Um, that that's why we signed him. Yeah, because he's a gunner. Yeah, um, we re-signed Geno Stone. We re-signed our long snapper Nick Moore. But outside of that, and Trayvon Mullen. And okay, that, we got Trayvon that, Mullen too. That technically was a signing because we claimed claimed him off waivers. I was about to say if he was going <laughs> to pop that three, I was about to be really confused. Dude, he was thinking about it. Too. He was. Idiot. Dude, how are you eight foot tall and you don't even have a baby hook? Come on, dude. Oh. Oh. Ugh. FDU for the upset. Here it is. Um, I called it. I don't even know what FDU stands for. Fairly Dixon University. Is it actually? Bud. <laughs> you think I'll just make up a random name for a school? Yes. Yes, I do. I'm not that much. Look, we may be we may be crapping on Purdue for the last five minutes here, and we look. <laughs> he didn't even fucking jump. <laughs> he's eight feet tall. He's not. I think he's like seven three. I think he's seven three. But still, you get the arms up there too. You know, I really wish that we had like an oppor- like a way to like simulcast this live, so you guys could just see what the hell we're talking about. Like, like, like. You and I are having like the time of our lives just like crapping on this fucking game. We still have a goddamn mock draft to talk about. That's true. Um But the Ravens the Ravens, let's talk about it. Yes. So much has been held up because Dude's of the last Lamar name Jackson. is Tweety. That's sick. <laughs> what are we watching? I have no idea. Anyway. Zachity's a dog. Um the Ravens, they've been so held up by the Lamar Jackson stuff that they haven't been able to make a ton of moves in the free agency. There's been talks that we've been in talks with Odell Beckham Jr.'s camp. Haven't made a move there. Now Jacoby Myers, that was a good cut. That was a good cut. Um, Jacoby Myers has signed away. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster has signed away. Um, I I wouldn't have wanted him. I don't want him either. There's talks about us trading for DeAndre Hopkins. That doesn't seem like that's on the horizon. Um, I don't know, man. The Ravens have been so at halt because of the Lamar Jackson situation, they haven't been able to make any game-changing moves. Zachary just got mugged in the post. That's the only way to guard him. Well, yeah. You gotta, like, punch him in his nose. I'm here for it. Um, so, yeah, the Ravens have, have been the biggest loser. Outside of them, I'd probably say the Bengals. Yeah, just because just the Bengals have lost so much talent. Um, you know, the defense is definitely going to suffer. The defense... Or, what are you smacking your arm for, Zachary? Um... The defense already wasn't great to begin with. I mean, outside of Trey Hendrickson and the one play that Sam Hubbard made, you know, the defense really wasn't anything too... But they played well together. Right. They they, they played well together. Now they have to go with two completely, completely new safeties. Um, they're going to have to revamp the, the cornerback position at some point. Linebackers is going to be... Linebackers mm-hmm. are getting old. Um, and they're not going to be able to keep both... Uh, Trey Hendrickson and Sam, Sam Hubbard. So I mean, I mean, the defense is definitely taking a hit, um, and just like like all the all the off the field issues that you know between the GM the GM saying go find your own receivers, like why would you now nobody wants to trade with you? Yeah, now nobody's going to do business with you. Um, the whole Joe Mixon thing, you know, that's a big deal. You know, I I I genuinely think that more and more people are starting to hate, um. Joe Burrow now too. I agree. You and I already did. So that, that, that's like that's like nothing crazy, but yeah, it's nothing. Um, 
But I, I think the number of people that are hating on him is, is becoming higher and higher. I agree. I agree. But let's get into the mock draft here. Bam! And this is the correct mock draft, guys. I got it right this time. Yeah. So what we decided to do, we, flip, we flipped the coin to see who would pick uh, number one, and then we would just alternate from there. Um, I won the coin I won the coin flip. Um, I'll just go ahead and start off with the top five picks. Uh, decided to go with Anthony Richardson, one. Bryce Young, two. Will Anderson, three. Uh, CJ Stroud, four. And Devin Witherspoon five. Devin Witherspoon was kind of a was kind of a, a curveball pick that I decided to throw out there um, between Kobe Bryant and uh, Tariq Woolen. They both ha- they have very very young great corners already. Adding on a third would only do wonders for that defense, especially considering the fact that you could probably get a um, a defensive play- another defensive player later on in this in the first round. In this case, we decided not to, but we decided to give that. But they could do, always do something in the second round. There's plenty of guys in the interior that are going to be available later on. Um, we both think C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback in the draft, so getting him at four is an absolute steal. Will Anderson is, an, is the number one defensive player in the draft. Um, so the Cardinals would... I ultimately think We ultimately think the Cardinals are trading out of that pick. Yeah, but we decided not to do trades. Yep, decided not to do trades. Just keep it easy. And then Bryce Young, that's all but... I think that's all but a certainty uh, for him to go to Houston. And then Anthony Richardson going number one. I think he tested way too well to go anywhere besides number one. Um, Chicago, or Chicago, Carolina training up to go ahead and get him. I just I think it makes way too much sense. So that's how, that's how we came to those decisions. Yeah, I mean, so I'm... I'm... Let me let me say this. I don't think Anthony Richardson is deserving of the number one pick. I think uh, C.J. Stroud is. But I don't think you're trading up to one to grab C.J. Stroud. Mm-mm. Now, I think you're trading up the one to get Richardson because of the upside. I agree. So I think I still do think CJ Stroud, yes, he is the best quarterback and probably the most pro ready mm-hmm. um to go. Uh the only way I don't see Bryce Young going number two is if Bryce Young goes number one. Right. Right. And I think I think personally the I think Anthony Richardson is the least pro ready. A hundred percent, yeah. Uh He's the biggest project. He he is the biggest project in the first round, um, but you know if it hits, I've been saying it for how for how long now? If it hits, he's Cam Newton. Yeah, well, I mean it's the same thing with Malik Willis last year. If it hits, we look like geniuses, right? Same well, thing with Josh Allen. If this hits, we look like geniuses, right? But 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 to, if if you look at total body of work, you know he's 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 just a, a skinnier, faster version of Cam Newton. I agree. Um, at six, we had uh, the Detroit Lions taking Tyree Wilson. At seven, the Raiders taking Will Levis. Eight, the Falcons taking Quinton Johnston. Nine, the Bears taking Paris Johnson Jr. And at ten, the Eagles are taking Jalen Carter. So it's just starting at six here. Best available, Tyree Wilson. Um, I believe he's the best available here. Um Especially as far as pass rush goes, just a just a running mate with Aiden Hutchinson, um, another edge rusher, really get after it. I think this is uh, I think this is a great pick for them. Uh, just you can't have enough pass rush, honestly speaking. Uh, Will Levis, this is a pick of the future. Sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo, learn what you're doing, um, learn the NFL, take your time in your progressions. Like this is just let's slowly get Will Levis because he's not a day one starter. No. Um, I think he can. I think he. You could put him out. He. You could put him out there, and your team wouldn't be that bad. It's a triple team, Zach Eady. Yeah. 
if you if you do put him out there day one, I don't think the team is going to be is going to struggle as much as it would if you put Anthony Richardson out there day one. Yeah, but um, once but, again, but yeah, he's 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 not he's not a day one starter either. Quentin Johnson to the Falcons. They just need weapons. Yeah. Um, their their quarterbacks are currently Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Um, you have Drake London, big bodied like possession receiver. You have Kyle Pitts, the athletic. Um, I don't want to say smaller, but smaller, more athletic tight end. He's a big. He, he is. I mean, he's he, big. He's but, big man. But smaller in like frame wise. Like yeah, I know he's big, like tall wise, but like frame wise. He's not as big. He's six six two forty. That's what I'm saying. But he he just he's not that he's not that big on the playing field when you look at other tight ends. He doesn't he doesn't play that big. That's what I'm saying. Like you look at Mark Andrews, you look at oh god, Zachy, easy dude. He, he just slid right under him. Eat that dude. That was a good feed. That was a good take. Oh. Um, you look at Mark Andrews. You look at George Kittle. Some of the other uh, tight ends. Kyle Pitts just doesn't fit that mold. So, Quentin Johnson, big another big receiver, but he's fast. Uh, he can't have yeah. enough size out there. Paris Johnson Jr., they need to tackle, help protect Justin Fields so he can actually get DJ Moore the football. And then Jalen Carter. This is a dude that's fallen down the boards. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he falls further than 10. Um, he looked like shit at his pro day. Oh, awful. He looked he looked very showed up overweight, didn't run the 40. Looked looked like uninterested, slow and just lethargic during drills. Like he he had a terrible pro day. I wouldn't be shocked if he falls lower than ten. But I think what happens is the Eagles are looking and they're like, ah, you know what? He's still there. We could use some D line help. Yeah, we'll take him. We'll yeah. take a shot on him. Yeah, um, you know, getting Paris Johnson at nine, I think it's a great pick by the Bears to go ahead and just protect Justin Fields. Uh, keep him, keep investing in him, um, and then yeah, Jalen Carter going ten. Um, again, you know, I I think he falls farther than ten. I think you could see him go in the late teens. In all honesty, I th- I think it's going to be eerily reminiscent of what happened with jo- uh, Jonathan Allen. Yeah, Jonathan Allen was the best player in the draft, but he had a of course, his his issue was a little different. He had a heart condition, which is why he fell in the draft. Um, but I think you're going to see Jalen Carter slip. Pretty far, yeah. In my opinion, not not to, all the way to the Ravens, but um, he's gonna fall down the board. Absolutely. Um, eleven. We have the Titans taking Lucas Van Ness. Twelve. Anton Harrison going to uh, Houston. Broderick Jones going to the Jets. Christian Gonzalez going to the Patriots, and Peter Skaronski going to the Green Bay Packers. Um, starting at fifteen. Um, with moving on from Aaron Rodgers and going into the Jordan Love era. They're going to be running the ball a whole lot more in order to try and keep him moving in rhythm. So getting a guy like Skronsky, who I think is, um, I think he still is the best tackle in the draft, but due to his size concerns, I think he will slip, slide down the board. There's also talks about him possibly playing guard at the next level, which again, if you're getting him at guard, you know, it's a, it's a really, really good addition to your line. Uh, Christian Gonzalez at uh, 14, that's a luxury pick. It's a um, best available for the New England Patriots. It's a, it, that's a, that's a, Patri- a Patriots pick. Project Jones at 13, um, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or whether it's fucking Zach Wilson, uh, your starting quarterback uh, for this coming season for the Jets. Got to keep him upright. Uh, same thing for um, the thought behind taking Anton Harrison. 
Got to keep your quarterback upright, regardless of who it is that they draft. And then Lucas Van Ness, this is kind of an unpopular pick, or kind of an unconventional pick. Um, they need to get younger on defense, need to get more explosive, and Lucas Van Ness def- definitely fits the build as an edge rusher. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I made the 12 and 14 picks there with Anton and Christian Gonzalez. My thought behind Anton Harrison was, was simply just, um, they're going to move off of Laramie Tunsil, I believe. Um, go with the cheaper option with Anton Harrison. Um, very athletic. Uh, he's got, you know, uh, Bobby Slowick coming over. The pass game coordinator from the 49ers is now the new offensive coordinator. <clears throat> so they they ran a more zone run over there in San Fran. Anton Harrison is very athletic. Um, he can move. He can pull. He can do whatever you need to do. Um, so I think he would fit what they're trying to do over there. Um, and then he also, he's a pretty good pass blocker as well. Yeah. Um, and then with Christian Gonzalez, it's Bill Belichick, man. He's going to take, he's going to take the more refined talent in Christian Gonzalez over some of these other guys. Once again, he's, he's technical. He's sound. He's, he's refined. Um, you just got to get him some experience. Yeah. That's, that's Bill Belichick. Um, just keep it a pushing here. Um, I'm not going to run down. You guys can see it on the screen there. Um, if you guys are watching. So, um, John Michael Schmitz, I like that pick there um, for the man for the Commanders. Um, Just keep filling out the offensive line. That's really the thought behind that. Yeah, they need it. They got a tackle. They got a guard. It's really just a good pick. Um, you know the the Steelers, like you said, they um, they lost Devin Bush and Miles Jack. Yeah, so they don't have a linebacker, so they went Jack Campbell. Um, Dalton Kincaid, they need a tight end. The Lions do. Kalaja Kansi, defensive line, they just need help, period. Yeah. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba, that's just a luxury pick that I had the Seahawks taken. Yeah, uh, just touching on Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, with uh, with Tyler Lockett getting up there in age, moving off of him may not be a, the worst idea. So having Jackson Smith and Jigba just to fill the void from there, that would be a really good transition for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Um, at 21, Joey Porter Jr. was still available, so taking another corner because I don't think you really know what's going on with uh, um, who do they just sign? J.C. Jackson. J- Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think they really know what's going on with him. Um, I thought that signing was going to be a mistake to begin with. Um, so getting another corner in there definitely helps out. Um, Jordan Addison going to Baltimore, twenty-two. Um, the majority of you are Ravens fans. You know what the situation is as far as receiver goes. So taking one here, it just it makes a whole lot of sense with the Ravens. Deontay Banks going to Minnesota. They need help at corner. So getting a, getting one of the better corners in the draft there, it really helps out. Got to I I kind of talked about it at nine with uh, Justin Fields. You got to keep Trevor Lawrence upright. Getting Osiris Torrance from Florida offensive guard um, definitely helps out. And then Brian Branch. This is kind of um. This is really a best-case scenario for the Giants. They've signed receivers. They traded for Darren Waller. I think they're going to go with a defensive pick. Uh, Brian Branch is a guy who kind of has like a similar Kyle ha- similar to Kyle Hamilton's uh, skill set, so you can move him around as a chess piece, especially after losing Julian Love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, honestly, I-, I love all those picks. I think those are great picks for all the teams. Um, Chargers need secondary help. Ravens need receiver help. He's from Maryland. Get the hometown kid. <clears throat> uh, Vikings, they do need they need 
do need secondary help. They've made a few acquisitions in the offseason um, in the secondary, but they've also let a lot of people go, so that's a good pick for them. Like you said, you you need a good O-line. And You've got to win in the trenches. You know, the, 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 thing, the thing is with the Vikings also, they've swung and missed on a lot of corners lately. Yeah. So get, getting Deontay Banks, he may not be the most flashy, but he is. He's very technically refined. He's very athletic. So he's going to be... He's going to be a very good day one starter for your defense. Absolutely. Uh, keeping it pushing here, Cowboys take Zay Flowers. They need more receiver help. Um, Daywan Jones, uh, tackle, going to the Bills. Um, Bijan Robinson, going to the Bengals here. Like I said, I think they end up cutting Joe Mixon, saving some money. You can draft Bijan Robinson. He's younger, he's more athletic, he's cheaper. And honestly, I think he's a better running back. Yeah. Um, and that's me talking about a Texas running back as an OU fan in comparison to an OU running back. Yeah. I'll say it. Um, then we got Brian Brees, uh, defensive interior help for the uh, for the Saints. Um, Drew Sanders, linebacker for the Eagles. Um, they've lost a lot of defensive pieces. They need some help. And then I'll just do the last one. Miles Murphy, 31, going to the Chiefs. Um, they lost Frank Clark. You can never have enough, enough pass rush like we were talking earlier. So they get the edge rusher out of Clemson. Yeah. Um, you know, Daywan Jones was a really was a pick that I was a big fan of getting able being able to make. Um, that playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals really showed all the shortcomings that the that the Bills have on the offensive line. So getting arguably the most physically intimidating offensive lineman in the draft is definitely going to be a huge improvement for the team. Um, Brian Brissett, he's a local guy from uh, Damascus. Damascus. Uh, so getting so getting to see him play in the NFL, it's a, re- it's a really, really cool thing. Um, but him going to 29, I think that's a, I think that's a steal for the Saints. Uh, he's a guy who I think has top 10 upside if he didn't have the injuries. And then Miles Murphy, um, Clemson always uh, finds a way to send really good defensive players to the draft. So uh, adding him, in addition to George Karloftis um, and Chris Jones as well, um, great pick there by the Chiefs. Yeah, it's fantastic. Can't have enough pass rush. That's right. Um, But yeah, that's the mock draft. It's up there on the screen. We'll probably post it to Instagram as well, as we always do. so you guys can check it out there. Comment. Let us know what you think. Um, tell us we're idiots if you think we're idiots. Um, I will probably say something mean back. Um, so do that at your own risk. No, he won't. <clears throat> Don't doubt me. He'll probably te- he'll probably text you if you if we if we know you personally, and then say something mean. Yeah. Um, I'm not against it. So that's it for this week. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Keep enjoying free agency, unless you're Ravens fans, because then I know you haven't. Um, <laughs> yeah. I said it, I meant it. Um, hopefully we get a deal done soon. We get some answers. And we can actually enjoy the offseason because I have not enjoyed a second of it no. yet. Um, so y'all have a good weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy March Madness. Hopefully your bracket is going better than mine. Um, otherwise, have a good weekend, guys. Don't drink your drive. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.